everybody, and welcome to Sean and Dave Make Music. Uh, this week, we're here, this month, uh, this episode, we're here with Jeff Giordano. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Love is it. a guitar player and songwriter and vocalist, and uh, kind of, you're sort of in between a hobbyist and a professional, right? We've had oh, some, yeah. some hobbyists on here, we've had some pros on here, <laughs> and you're somewhere in the middle, right? You, it's you... not an intentional hobby. <laughs> it's, uh, you know... What I'd like to be doing more of the time, but you know, I mean, I think we're all kind of in that boat. Yeah, right. Like, if we could all be just making careers off of making exactly the brand of music that we wanted to make, wouldn't that be sweet? (laughs) And and I might even go so far as to say it's more of an obsession than a hobby, than or like you know, right? Just something that like hobby usually have like a awesome time doing it. (laughs) And I like a compulsion. I I, I ended up driving myself crazy, but like in a good way, you know, and not in a. That makes that makes a whole Morbid lot of sense. My, my first question was going to be, why do you write music? Why do I write music? Bro? I know it's a hard question to answer, but but it, it's yeah. That's I sort mean, of, you it's already answered. Sort it. of, yeah. It's just sort of like some that the thing that I get the most satisfaction out of. You know what I mean? Like creatively, mm-hmm. and always have like. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a. I could go very much farther that's, into it. You know, go, but, well, let's let's hear it. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, yeah. We, I guess we got I just time. feel like that. Uh, <laughs> Ultimately, honestly, right now, like I feel like I write music because I want to, I want to write. There's things that I want to hear that I don't hear, so I have to make them. Your motivation yeah. is yeah. pretty close to mine in a lot of in a lot yeah. of ways. There's yeah. there's just a sound out there that doesn't exist yet, and you want to bring it into the exactly. world, right? Yeah, yeah. I and see so eye like, to eye with you on that. Yeah, it's, it's almost parental, <laughs> like in a sense. It's like I just gotta you want to bring it know, into the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be the most uh, direct yeah, answer to that. That know. makes sense. Then let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, your process first before we go into your background. I think because okay. you you've got a, such a distinct sound world. I feel like that <laughs> right. that you you live in, and and it sounds yeah. very Jeff. Uh, I think oh, um, nice. <laughs> you know you can we can talk about your influences. Certainly, Dave heard some more specific influences than me because I'm not super. Well yeah, into, although it's kind of fun world, though, because like but... for you, uh, you were saying that you weren't necessarily uh, directly influenced by. I, I heard bits of Yes, and then bits of Peter Gabriel. Yeah, um, but I'm curious. Well, where, where from you? Like where from yes. me? I mean, um, well, just to address those, I again, like I said earlier, I I l- like Yes and Peter Gabriel, but I've never. It's funny because other people have said that. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily listen to them, yeah. which is funny. So it's like I kind of like stumbled upon that stumbled, yeah, yeah. The, to the back door, I guess. And the same way with, um, I mean, so like chronologically, like when I was younger, I listened to like basically everything or nothing. And then like, wait, 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 what does that mean? Well, meaning like, you know, I used to like a lot of pop music and I'm talking about when I was younger, younger. Yeah, just sort of whatever I loved, your ears. I loved rap when it first came out. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. about like when it first started talking to the 80s. Yeah. Anyway, that's when you're a kid and you, know, you grow up and I started playing guitar and then it was like, you know, guitar music and it was in the classic rock. Neil Young got into like a, in a big way. Then I got into the Grateful Dead. That was like a big chunk of my musical, like, and like where I learned a lot about music. Sure. Bob Weir is like, well, the Grateful Dead is one of my, like I like a lot of rhythm guitar players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're Keith Richards, The Edge, Andy Summers. Chris Cornell, like, like those are the guys that like. I don't really play a lot of like the Hendrixy kind of like. Mm-hmm. Never was never good at it, and but then so then like Steely Dan, 
that was another thing where I got like obsessed with Steely Dan for a while. Uh, but I had to back off of it because it was like too much. And then, it's good uh, that but, you didn't get stuck on the Grateful Dead. I feel like some guys like oh, yeah. discovered the Grateful Dead and that's their whole musical yeah. life for the rest and of the And I was for a little while, for, yeah. for a good while. Um, but, and it was like good. But yeah, it comes, it's a kind of a little bit of a black hole after a while because you just like, it can be a little bit. And then you get into the jam world and it's sort of, and, and I think it's good to be, like I think your experience in that is so you can, it taught me how to like adapt musically, sure. like learn how to like, you know, hear, Again, I'm not good at keys, but like you can mm -hmm. play three chords. Like I used to sit. One of the things I used to do was I used to like sit and at, watch television, and I would just solo along to everything that was on the television, whether cool. it's a commercial or you know a theme song mm -hmm. or like whatever. And I would just sort of like try to match it. So it got me to the point where, I, and then listening to the Grateful Dead, listening to stuff, got me able to be like sort of know how to change a key, not even knowing how to, yeah. what the keys yeah, are. Follow, your, on follow your, your ear. Really and I, well. yeah. I don't know the scales, like the names of <laughs> stuff, but, you know, and it, may, it makes me a little bit limited in certain ways, but, um, but yeah, so then um, getting back to like the Steely Dan thing, and then after that, like, and then um, one friend of mine kind of like, my buddy Scott Wardell, he was like a really good friend of mine, and he's since passed away, but he's um, he was a bandmate of mine, and he sort of was like the first person who told, kind of like, he didn't explicitly teach me this, but it was like, you could listen to, like, you could like and listen to everything, like. And absorb, and, I know and I, take that, and take something yeah, from everything. I, in exactly, it. and I know it kind of sounds elementary, but like, you know, everybody I think has a little bit of like, I don't know, I want to say snobberies or whatever, but. <laughs> Um, I may have been a little bit in certain ways, um, a little bit of a, like, like Weather Report, that was another band like I really mm -hmm. liked, so I was like in the, in the jazz and stuff like that, but when you get into that, sometimes you, another black hole of like, well, if it's, if it's like something simple and you, uh, I don't know, but like, I, well, I think, uh, I think you're touching upon something where, no, no, but there's, there's something there definitely like, um, I think with, I, I'm in a similar vein in that I've listened to a billion different things yeah. <clears throat> and I know there's at least for myself, there's that pressure that whenever you dip your foot into one genre for too much, yeah, like it's great to learn and to absorb and to try it. But then within every field, I don't know if this is new, but I feel like at least in our lifetime, every time there's a there's another field that I want to explore, mm -hmm. there are like uh, subcategories or subgenres. Kind or? of, it's more like that. There's a, there's a there's a there's a guard of people that believe they know how the truest <laughs> way to do that art form is. Oh, yeah. So there's like inherent snobbery in every yeah. genre. Purism. Oh, like, absolutely. In every genre. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that can be really, and I, that can I, really I push people away that, that would have like, loved I mean, to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because, and that's where it's like, I, at this point in my life, like, I, like, yeah, like, it's like try to get something from everything and try to love every, like, my, I, like, the, my idea of, Someone asked, like I guess someone at one point asked me like um, they were talking about like they're trying to write and and um, like writing original music and like and I was like well first thing you do is you learn everything and play none of it <laughs> <laughs> learn like know everything but play none of it and like and just kind of like let it, like whatever like and then so like when I'm writing something and I feel like I'm getting into like a Steely Dan. Like, this is, okay, you know. Steely Dan Hall. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or the Grateful Dead Hall, whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? I try to, like, say to myself, okay, well, what would, like, Sonic Youth do here? Like, something mm -hmm. completely different. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, something yeah. where, like, um, or maybe I could do a reggae thing here where it's, like, totally would not, you know what I mean? Or just try to. 
Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's, I feel like that gets... At this point, I'm like, I got so many different things, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's not confusing I think that's an interesting either. approach, too. Like, if, like, this sounds too normal, or this sounds too much like like yeah. this, purposefully messing it up in a way that yeah. can be yeah. really Just interesting. Like, and, 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 good but, technique. and try to, you know, the, of course, the thing is to try to make it accessible, too. And that's, you know, that's there, was my problem for a long there, time. I think there, <laughs> yeah, I, I might try. <laughs> I don't think I'd do this, but I want to try this now. Of when I get writer's block, take the mental approach. I, I love that idea. What that you would have this a, person do here? What would this, but yeah. like pick a genre that you love that might have been in a similar spot, but then like how would they work it out instead of the trajectory that I'm like, this is what I should do. Because right now I'm kind of like this. So yeah. how, you know, like pick something left field and yeah, how should, would they solve that be any problem shoulds. exactly <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Guess, if anything I mean. that's just or if, if nothing else that's just a good exercise to get something on the page even if you totally. don't like it you can decide yeah, maybe yeah. you go in the direction that you yeah. quote unquote should have gone in the yeah, first place, but yeah but you're like okay well, all, all that's, their that's options were option. exhausted and yeah. actually that was the best one who knows you never know you, know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you gotta try different things yeah. it's fun like that First up today, we've got the title track off of Jeff's new album, Ultrafauna, and he's going to tell you a little bit about it himself. Okay, so uh, this song is the title track to Fourth World Radio's upcoming release called Ultrafauna. Uh, It's a bit of a long song, a little over uh, eight minutes, uh, but it is indeed a journey that has a big payoff. So hopefully um, you're all right with uh, sitting through the eight minutes. It is going somewhere, and uh, it's got a good payoff. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, the song is about a journey, so um, sort of apropos that it's a bit lengthy, I guess. Um, the word ultrafauna uh, is one that I made up. Um, it's a twist on the term megafauna, which is a classification that zoologists give to like larger animals like whales, bears, elephants, or mammoths. Um, so um, in a nutshell, this song, thematically speaking, is about becoming something beyond animal beyond man. Um, the overall concepts and ideas behind where this song came from are a bit complicated and in-depth, and I'll be writing about them later, uh, which we'll, I'll be putting on the website, uh, fourthworldradio.com. Um, but um, basically the story in this song is about an awakening, a uh, realization of one's destiny and finding the will to overpower any and all uh, external and internal obstacles to meet this destiny. Um, so that's about it. Um, I will be rele- releasing Ultrafauna sometime in May for anyone interested uh, in this and any previous or future material. You can check out uh, fourthworldradio.com or uh, Fourth World Radio on Facebook, where I will be posting a lot about it. And look for it and other albums on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, etc. Um, hope you enjoy, and uh, thanks for listening.
let's talk a little bit about your process and, and how you put a song together because your mm. your fourth world radio stuff that you put out is so intricate and so <laughs> yeah. like uh-huh. I mean I know it's it's got to be a nightmare to mix. You were talking about sending <laughs> uh, things sending yeah. things back to your mastering. Engineer. Well, it's a nightmare and, mostly because I you know I am learning. I was learning things. I am learning things as I'm going. So a lot of rookie mistakes. A lot of like. A lot of the tracks weren't recorded as well as they could have been, so I was like fighting against that. But at the same time, I like fell in love with the, those tracks. That mm-hmm. so like this, there's one song I've been working on, a bass track. Um, my my friend recorded, and it's a great track, and like I love it. But it was like there's it, it was clipping and distorting. So like, and it was too late. Like this was recorded like years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. so it was too late to get him to kind of come in and do it again. And I just was so I've been like fighting with it. But like I guess that kind of goes. Back to your original question about process. I mean, some of these songs, I've been writing them. Some of the songs that I've just been like recorded, I, I started writing in the '90s, and I'm, I'm saying like the, the original idea came up, yeah, and I worked with it for a while. And then original musical idea, you mean? Yeah, the original musical idea. So yeah, it starts. It always starts with music for me. I rarely, I don't think I've ever written a lyric and then said I want to put. I mean, I've come up with words before, like because I I'll write. Yeah. I just write in general short stories and lyrics, poetry. The good idea comes out. I got to jot it down. But I've never. Cool. Usually it's music. An idea will come. Um, maybe changes, maybe not. And then, like, maybe a vocal idea or, or uh, I'll hear a vocal, you know, just. But I'll like sleep. a melody, but not yeah. necessarily words. And, like, maybe yeah. nonsense words, you know, you know what I mean? Like, just sort of like mm-hmm. what's, what phonetically would sound good. And then I start the artist's task of fitting words to those <laughs> phonetics and trying to write a story within that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like kind of try to come up with an idea. It's usually a theme like um I don't know, like might be like evolution or um you know, partying. Road trip or you know what I mean? Like or some kind of general idea. Um, like one song I have is from another called Summer Wine. It's all just the, the whole idea was about like the intoxication of summer, like the heat. Mm. You know, like when heat when people when things get really like you know heated because it's really hot out, and you know whether it's a good or bad thing. But I don't. Again, it's very vague. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean I think that's that's cool. And um, then after that, you so you basically have guitar and vocals. Yeah. Set and then you you work on fleshing out the rest of the. Kind of, Space. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, kind um, so so like a lot of these songs will like I'll have like again like the guitar or maybe keys or whatever, and a vocal part and the changes. A lot of times I'll sit down and record, and, and the songs are not complete lyrically or, or the changes even. So, but mm-hmm. when I sit down to do them, it forces me to like examine it closer in like a Find more realistic area and, way, yeah. where it's like, okay, it's got to start. You know, I'll. I'll I'll lay down the guitar thing, maybe a, a, a you know a synth rhythm kind of thing. Um, lay down the guitar part, and then I'll see it, and I know that like okay, I might have gone a little too long here, or whatever. Yeah, I'll edit that out. But then, uh, and maybe changes will cut. Like there'll be a, a I'll hear a bridge or I'll hear a idea, and it's sort of like it evolves from there. It's not mm-hmm. you know like a. That's interesting too. Yeah. I think see like like the visual aspect of it. 
having that whole guitar part out as a wave file and being able to read that. It's interesting, it's yeah. Helpful in a way that since you don't write your music down in notes, that's probably yeah. the equivalent of, of you know what yeah, you're doing with your formal and diagram and your score. That's another thing which like I have a lot of fun with these um with like oh, I use logic. I was using Pro Tools, but I guess I've gone to logic, but I think they all have this like, you know, so the like the MIDI capabilities of them. And it's kind of interesting, like so, you know, like Let's say I have a guitar part, and then uh, okay, I hear a keyboard, an idea, mm-hmm. or I, I just I'll start turning the keyboard on, put it on like a MIDI thing, and I'll play something that I hear, like sort of like at least just to get the idea, mm-hmm. and then I will go into the MIDI thing and I'll just really a clean it up, and then I'll com- like almost like it's like composing Compose. really. It is composing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Wayne Shorter said composition. What was his? his he had a quote that was. Uh, Soloing is composition sped up, and um, composition is soloing slowed down, or something yeah, like that. Exactly. It was something yeah. kind of like so. You Improvisation know, plus time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like so, and I, you know, and I try to do it like try to not to obsess, obsess over it and keep the original form of like what I was doing. Like it, I, you can't see me, but I'm moving my hand. <laughs> but um, and in a way, so like. A lot of it turns out really awesome. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. But like, I would never do that. Like, or I don't, I don't have the cape. I'm not like I that talented. Play that, yeah. So like, I list on the on the uh, like, I can't really. I don't feel like I'm extremely confident saying that it's me. But I mean, because it's sort of <laughs> gotcha. a little bit of. Yeah. So I'd be like keyboards, Jack Giordano and Juan Zanzeros. That's the name of that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> what? Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Oh, 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 gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's, that's great. And, you know. That's like the perfect subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's nice. Right, just so I can like uh, give myself a, a, you know, all right, I'm not too much credit. Yeah. You know? But anyway. I feel like it's like DOG, really. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, cool. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically, I, I didn't write down what track it was on. I should have. Uh, you used some bird sounds on yes. Transmission right. 1, yeah. and, and they seemed to me not completely random, but I wasn't sure. Were you were, were those composed? Was that a, a um, set of things that you, you put where you wanted, or some of them, that yes. a track that was kind of... Well, it, the track was something I heard. Um, somebody sent me, like, check this out, like this website out, and it was like the um, some bird conservatory mm-hmm. place... I, I, I can tell you that it's in the it's in the in album the liner notes, and it was like this amazing sound. You know, I was just like, oh my god! And like there was like a there's like when you listen to some times you listen to bird song and like crickets and stuff like that. You can every once in a while hear like these underlying rhythms. Mm-hmm. And I was hearing, and I was like, oh, that'd be great to kind of like mix some synths in. And like, so I I actually had to get in touch with them because I couldn't download it. Like it was like a, you know something you had to get. And I wanted to, I didn't want to get any like so. I, like legal, yeah, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. actually recorded it. It was their name. That's my bird. Yeah. <laughs> Making money off my bird. Um, I think they recorded it in New Zealand or something. Um, there's a whole. Uh, it's interesting to see. I mean, they they give the coordinates even where they recorded. But um, so yeah, I like I listened to it and I sort of, I then like I I sort of like. What's that w- track called, by the way? Um. Jeez, um, uh, <laughs> trying to think of it. Um, it's the. Crazy, I can't remember because it, it was like a little while ago. Didn't it dovetail out, or was it like did it transition yeah, into another trans- track? Yeah, it transition. Dave. It dovetailed. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> into burning off the wolf, and this was called right, um, yeah. the one right dawn chorus. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, but it, it, that was the name. That was what the that was what the, the woman who recorded that. That's what she titled that. Oh, okay. And then I I called it Dawn Cora's translation. Translation. <laughs> and it's like, so basically, see, like, sort of heard the birds, and then I sort of like added these little synths, and then I came up with this bass line just kind of underneath it. Um, and then some of the bird now, on the hits. I would like I cut and paste and like okay. move the birds up, but a lot of them were kind of, actually some of the hits. You played I, like, to I, the birds, yeah. I got. And you. I might have had to like line it up a little bit, but like you know, go again, go back into right. the MIDI thing, line it up. But I wanted yeah. it to make it sound like it was really just sort of this organic. You know, yeah, I think that was a, a cool really uh, a really nice bit of magic you did there with the birds because oh, it, yeah. it was a cool amount of interaction without it being like. You weren't using, you know, chopping them up and making a drum sample out of <laughs> yeah. bird noises, but yeah, but exactly. it was really effectively, I think, playing to oh, thanks, playing along yeah. with them. Yeah, cool. yeah, it was like, and again, that was one of those things where I just sort of like, I, I it, it didn't take me that long to put together, but I sort of like, you know, like nobody call me. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm like, I, you know, I'm yeah, that, you've got to be laser focused. Yeah, and, um, and some it of out. it's like it's impo- the shame of it is it's that it would be, you could do a, you could perform a version of that but and even i mean i i thought about that and like having the you know the birds at least you know you could have the track and then have some of those bird sounds put on a sample mm-hmm. you know like either a rhythm or a keyboard or whatever but like the but some you know i kind of went i did the the space line and just sort of improv and you know, I, I i stopped every once in a while i do it but i kept every mistake and lined it up so you know it was on the grid and it was in rhythm yeah but so it's like it's really odd and you'd have to write it all down and like have some really sure. good players it'd be, to it'd like, be a pain to you couldn't recreate. just yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of these songs are kind of like that just whatever yeah painted myself I'll, in a corner with some of them a lot of the stuff that i write is like that too like uh, i will none of my songs will ever be performed with every <laughs> every track that is recorded yeah, on there yeah. um and hey you know there's two different that's, forms of things that's why they're recording For our first collaborative track today, we have our version of the Game of Thrones theme in honor of our years-long obsession with this show, and honestly because it's on our minds a lot of the time right now. If you're listening to this in the future, just know that it's a really crazy time in the world right now, but in the midst of all this political turmoil and environmental degradation, a lot of us are also really invested in and enthralled by this groundbreaking show. I'm sure if you're not a fan of it, you've already heard way too much about it, so hopefully you can at least appreciate our arrangement. We laid down the foundation of this track with Dave on drums, Jeff on guitar, and me providing a very simple bass part. Then Jeff overlaid a second guitar part, and after our session, I multi-tracked in the flutes and tambourine, and Dave added in some djembe. I also ended up using a chain for some extra percussion to kind of represent the army of the dead marching on. Glad I never threw that old chain wallet away, because that was the only decent-sounding chain I could find in my house. Uh, I also did six separate flute tracks for this, two standard flute tone and four of airy residual tones. Maybe that's going a bit overboard, but I think it provides us a subtle amount of depth and drama to the arrangement. I also noticed while mixing this that the flute parts sound really awesome and haunting when isolated from everything else. So, if you're a flute nerd or even just a regular person and you want to hear that version, share this episode on social media, uh, the social media of your choice, and or write us a review on iTunes and we'll send you a link to stream or download it. That's like premium content, but for free. Or like a secret bonus track if you were to buy a CD. Can you imagine in this day and age? 
If you choose to write us a review rather than sharing, just send us an email or Facebook message so we can know where to send a link. Sean and Dave make music at gmail.com or facebook.com slash Sean and Dave make music. Uh, so please enjoy this track and the rest of the final season of Game of Thrones. Valar Magulis. <laughs> Speaking of live performance, you do have a band. You play live. Is this your own project, or is it? A, wh- uh, what kind of live performing do you do at, well, at this point? Is it multiple projects? Um, yeah, I guess. Well, right now, um, I'm playing with a band, playing guitar in a band called. Um, it's my friend Genesis. Uh, that's his name. His, his name is Genesis, <laughs> and I, I I laugh about that because people always ask him. He's gonna hate me for me laughing because <laughs> people always ask him, "Is that your real name?" And he's like, "No, that's my real name." Is he named um, after the Sega or the band? Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I went so, edit that out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jenna tried. Um, he, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, um, Genesis and the Black Llama is the name of the band. Awesome band. He's a great songwriter. Um, I'm playing guitar, which is kind of like the first time in a long time that I've been playing guitar in a band. Mm-hmm. I was playing keys in a reggae band. I still play every once in a while in the summer. What's that and, band called? Uh, that band's called Jack Light Move. Um, we do some stuff down in like uh, the Jersey beaches, sometimes in Philadelphia. Um, it's kind of like reggae covers and stuff like that. R- great guys, a lot of fun. Um, and then, um, but we only do that in the summertime, and at this point, very occasionally. Uh, but this band with Genesis C, it's kind of it's been really cool. It's gone through a few different formations of the personnel, um, but it's kind of like funk rock. Um, Billy Idol meets Prince, like kind of weird, like you know, okay. very, like some eight, like very kind of like an eighties sound, but a little more funk. 
James Brownish kind of stuff. Um, but hard, we're kind of loud. <laughs> James <laughs> Brown was kind of loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's been a lot of fun playing with it. I mean, that's I cool. How long on. have you been playing with those guys? For about a year now. Um, and a little, actually, geez, maybe even maybe little, almost two years. I have to think about it. But um, is that all originals? Uh, a or lot of originals, um, some covers, which is you know again, it's like some Prince songs, some James Brown, uh, Billy Idol. Uh, try to pick the ones that kind of go along with the theme yeah. um some in excess uh that kind of stuff but like dancey kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. um but yeah it's been it's been cool um nice it's uh, it's different pl- it's good to be able to play guitar for me just kind of haven't really had had a chance to do that and like and it ab- enables me to get my style across because i'm not really playing i'm playing some leads but I'm getting to play rhythm, which is kind of my my strength, mm-hmm. and uh, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it, which is like cool because I, you know, like I feel like I have a kind of a different style. And for sure, yeah, I think you got a very distinctive. Yeah, the people out there style, who are, are noticing pocket, it and the... like it feels good. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know, it's kind yeah. of a cool situation. Nice. Glad to be doing it. How 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 have your what's your what's been your history with playing live? I know you said you used to do a lot of like solo. Yeah, I played some solo well. acoustic, you know, your bar and restaurant gigs. And, did you have you know. a band in high school? Were you, is that how you got your start well, playing um, out? How did you get your start playing live? Um, well, let's see. I guess I... The, the solo acoustic stuff, I kind of did because I was like, I kind of needed to make money <laughs> at some point. And I was like, well, there's a lot of songs I like to play and, you know... Um, why don't I just do that? And uh, sort of got into that a little bit for a while. I mean, it was kind of like, but my problem that I ran into though was that I I only played songs that were like the songs I wanted to play, mm-hmm. and I'm so I'm yeah. not going to be playing like I never got any gigs at like the bars in like downtown Wilmington or Trolley Square or whatever where it's like kids kind of going out and partying. Like I don't know those songs. Gotcha. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. right. I'm playing like Neil Young Downers. <laughs> um, but like, or, you know, maybe not so much, but, um, I got to go like good, good restaurant gigs and stuff like that. Cause I would play kind of chill jazzier kind of stuff and, gotcha. um, yeah. always got a good response, but I got a little bored with that after a while because it's just playing. By yeah. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a job. Yeah. 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 And I got too much of a job. So I kind of took a break. Yeah. Um, but I did have like, I had, I guess a band in high school, but, um, really my first band was this band called crazy saints, which was, you know, we we played down in Newark, um, played a handful of shows and a lot of three other really great musicians, but we couldn't like get it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> that kind often of happens. <laughs> what kind of style was that? Um, it was the like same kind of funk yeah, rock, well, jazz fusion thing. rocks. You know, but, but like you know, songs. Not like we didn't right, go right. off. Uh, okay. um, so it was kind of like that kind of thing, and then um, that fizzled out. I actually kind of gave up on music for a little while. Like just not gave up on it, but just sort of was like, uh, I gotta want to check out some other things, try to learn about film, and then uh, realized that that wasn't for me. <laughs> it was too much, <laughs> too much uh, to do. And then um, another friend of mine, we had a band called Maximum Angel, which was in we were out of Westchester. My friend Scott right. that I mentioned earlier, um, and that was really like. He that that guy who taught me who, who I said t- taught me how to listen to everything like he 
it's really into my music and like helped me condense them, like the, the songs that were you know that I was like rambling on about, <laughs> which I'm doing right now. Um, so that was another great thing. And then uh, I don't know. After that, just been recording. Gotcha. You yeah. know, trying to bring it down to <laughs> wrap it up quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like uh, recording versus live playing has such different challenges, yeah. different rewards, and uh, different skills. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, people don't. I think probably people wouldn't think to realize how different those those things are. Uh, yeah. At, at, you know. And also, like what you can explore, because like uh, the length of a track. And stuff like if you're in a recording session yeah. or a recording situation, like yeah. somebody sitting at home listening over an album is much more ready for like, all right, let's take this seven minute journey. Whereas yeah. if you're playing out in a live setting, they're gonna <laughs> yeah. you got a really yeah. special audience. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that tune better people. be wrapped up at four and a half minutes or you've lost them most likely. You yeah, know, like a long journey or is tough. Yeah, like you or, or you gotta or at least learn how to like keep on adding new elements yeah. enough, like and like maybe drastic enough. That mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh, well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Keep their huge attention. sections that move. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like actually the live thing, it could go the other way though, because if oh, you're for the if, jam band here. Well, <laughs> I mean, in the sense that like if people are out, they're sort of they they've made it a little bit of a commitment to like go out. Maybe they're going to see. Maybe they're just out to drink or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're see now, this this is the challenge. I'm kind of coming to the from the recording to the live. I'm trying to eventually. I'm going to try to get a band together to play these songs, or at least versions of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I'm, I have to think about because a lot of these songs are long. They're like in the six or seven minutes. I think my shortest song is five minutes, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at least that I've recorded so far. But I think you have to keep the dynamics good um, and and keep on adding elements, keep on think, keep if you're going to build it up so that like you keep that all. Like I think they're already there. Mm-hmm. I th- actually, let's say if, if people are home, I'll like, oh, just turn on the television. Like, <laughs> they have no, there's no obligation like at all. So, like, a lot of people sometimes just feel bad walking out of the room, you know what I mean? Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I think that's a challenge I'm going to have to find. But, but yeah, there's differences, and, like, yeah. I hope I can bridge that gap. Yeah, it's you know hard. I, mean? I hope point, so, too. Just got to get the right players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's where I'm And the right at. venues, yeah. I think, is another that's big a, thing yeah. to find where your sound is going to be. The right gigs, not all, not all gigs. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm you know, bar gigs. I'm a little done with, but they're fun. But they have their yeah, yeah. I remember when it comes to the longer form stuff, bar oh, gigs. No, like yeah, you're right the, on that. Count. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, the one thing that you can get away with though is like when you reach that. There's that point of no return in the evening when the bartender wants you to keep going to two a.m. and yeah. there's only about like five people really <laughs> there for the music at that point. The rest are like the late night drunks at that point. Yeah. And so at that point, it's like you know what. Let's take a dead tune or an Allman Brothers tune. Yeah. We're going to spin this out. Yeah, exactly. We got 25 minutes right oh, there. Oh, I know that trick. And the ones <laughs> yeah. that are still there, they love that you went and did it. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest... Well, because their concept of the, the time has were... been a little bit yeah. warped. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're all yeah. That's when you can really... That's when you can really already. savor your solos. Yeah. <laughs> One more song. <laughs> to mountain jam, anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to go home. (laughs) Next up, we have a tune of Jeff's called Glitchcraft that Dave and I helped flesh out during our session. Jeff had the rhythm guitar part and the structure already down, so I hopped on the drums and Dave added a really cool bass part. We recorded the three of those together, then afterwards I dubbed in some tenor sax and valve trombone, and Jeff added the lead guitar part. 
I'm pretty sure this is the first tenor sax part that I've recorded and released since I've gotten this new Greg Weir metal mouthpiece. It was a huge change from the classical one I was used to, but I've been trying to develop my sound, and specifically, I've been trying to achieve that sound of the tenor sax solos that show up in almost every 80s and 90s sitcom. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm pretty happy with the way these turned out. Thank you. 
the last thing I kind of wanted to had on my list here, I think, to talk about mm-hmm. was a little bit about uh, your voice history. When did you start singing? Oh. Did you always sort of just have it? No. Were you a- yeah. kind of able to sing? Did you have to train yourself there? I and did. Then, go, go, go ahead. No, no. And, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say my two-part question, and then I'll let you okay. ramble as much as you want. Um, <laughs> in a good way. It's, podcasts are for ram- rambling. Which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here, by the way. Um, the, <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, then and then I want you to talk a little bit about the vocal processing that you do on your on your tracks because the, I think you again you've got a very distinctive sound to your vocals. You use pretty yeah. long reverbs in general. You've got yeah. harmonization on a lot, maybe <laughs> all of what you do. Is that all you? Was there any harmonization pedal that you used in there? Do you mm. just sing really tight harmonies with yourself all the time? What's going on there? Uh, well, I'll answer backwards since you ended on that. Sound one. good, and, and that. Sounds well, good. a lot of the so, I'll record a lot. Oftentimes, my own harmonies. Um, sometimes I use a vocoder, like a there's a vocoder effect on mm-hmm. in Logic. I'll use that sometimes mm-hmm. if it, if it sounds right. Um, there was one song, that song "Burning Off the Wolf." I used. Um, there's a Digitech pedal I, that I um, randomly came across, and. It had this like I think it was like a CSN like probably still is a Nash like oh, okay. setting, <laughs> and uh, it just worked really well with that song because and it was cool because that song was a little bit heavier from what I'm, I usually do with a little more like kind mm-hmm. of I it was definitely like a a Soundgarden inspired like feel like gotcha. uh, for me, um, but then then have like the Crosby Stills and Nash vocals over certain parts of that like that's to me look I love that. I love that contrast, and it sounded good. So in that instance, I used a pedal, but um, a lot of times I try to get to do it myself. Overdubbing, yeah. Some of them I try to get it's a little too high for me, um, and uh, I've never, yeah. So like to answer the initial question, um, I've always been, I've struggled with singing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't just you know naturally like. <laughs> come to me and i I never took like lessons yeah i never like took lessons or anything like that and i feel like i feel like now at like whatever 44 years old i think i am like i'm singing better than i ever have um which usually i think goes it's usually the opposite usually people have like a like can hit notes Mm. when they're younger and they can't do it when you're they're older not that i'm old but um i'm definitely i just learned how to where to put the air in my you Mm. know my Gotcha. My nasal cavities and all like, but you know, and it's a sit or miss sometimes. But and as far as like tone, were were there are there any vocalists who you kind of use to help shape your voice? Mm -hmm. That's something that I've struggled with. Is like, I I could make my voice sound a million different ways and not sing in tune in any one of them. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I tried to. I honestly, I think. I don't really have any like vocal, yeah. Like, no, there's nothing I try to emulate. Gotcha. Sometimes I admit, like, although I can't. Again, it's a range thing that I can't hit. But like the Chris Chris Cornell, I love his voice. Was just like, I just love it. And, and, and like, I love his like the f- like the ferocity of it, mm. and um, and how he and and some of the notes he hit. But it was it's more the the attack that I was, you know. And again, I, I it's kind of the kind of thing where like. I would love to hear that sound, but I don't want to emulate, so I try to figure something out. But I, no, no, I just sort of had my own 
thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, Just sort of find, figuring it out along the way. Yeah. Um, oh, another effect I do use is like a doubler pedal. Like I always, oh. let, or a, and something, or like um. They say sometimes if you record things twice and then mm -hmm. you sort of match them up, but. Mm -hmm. I was never good at really keeping. I don't know. So a lot of times you'll just sing through a double doubler pedal. Yeah, and then and it, and it kind of just gives it a little bit of depth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something okay. I just I think just that, thought about that solves the mystery of how you get that vocal <laughs> sound. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have an improvisation for you. This one features Dave on bass, Jeff on guitar, and myself on flute. Afterwards, I went back and multi-tracked some drums to give a little bit more body to the recording. Not the easiest thing to do because, as usual, we didn't record to a click track, but I think it adds enough to the song to have made it worth doing. And we didn't plan this, but we quickly realized that we settled into a very Jethro Tull locomotive breath-like vibe. Ian Anderson was never my biggest flute influence, but it certainly is fun to play in that kind of modal rock space. So please enjoy. Sean and Dave and Jeff make Jethro Tull music.
there any any project that that's up here in your mind that you haven't brought to fruition yet that's like this is going to be my well my opus <laughs> uh i guess yes <laughs> hell yes <laughs> i mean it's you know all of it um i mean the recordings are kind of like i still kind of consider them demos i mean in the sense of i mean even though like i you know geez are you really driving yourself nuts over a demo but i mean so they're not demos but they're just interpretation of songs but i want to get them live okay and like yeah dream project ideally you know and uh you know endless supply of cash kind of like situation win the lottery kind of situation yes um i don't know if you've have you if if you have netflix um have you seen the hans zimmer show like like concert there's a new Hans zimmer yeah Mm -hmm. he has a show on netflix and sim him with like a rock orchestra like the best of the best Mm -hmm. violin players uh some incredible guitar players. So, like the guy from Incubus is one of them, and this guy, um, Gustav Guthrie. Gustav, I can't remember his name. Anyway, incredible players, but like a huge orchestra. I mean, with like you know, a drummer, two percussionists, piano, full choir, strings, horns, the whole thing, and it's just like this amazing. And I, any musician or non-musician, I recommend watching this because it's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And so that is, kind is it of, a concert movie? Or it's a it... concert movie, yes. Oh, okay. it's in, I think it was filmed in Prague. So is it his music? Or it's his like music, what... yeah. For like, like Dark Knight, he does like that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. Lion King, Thin Red Line, there's a bunch of Pirates of the Caribbean, like mm-hmm. all, yeah. all these different movies and stuff. Um, so, but it's, so it's you know really like these big pieces, Expansive. but it's really Weird, intense yeah. music, but also very emotional at times too. And like, or at all times, but it's just and it goes through all these different highs and lows, and the musicianship is incredible. And like and like yeah, that's the kind of band. When I, I it's not a band. I mean, that's like that's an orchestra. The forces that you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah, I would love to an have. Army. I would love to have like a situation like that. Maybe not as big, but I mean. Um, no, this is your dream project. Go dream big, project. Go yeah, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> to realize well, to, to your orchestrate music something is, like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know. I'd be like, okay, can somebody else do this? Uh, but um, having something like that, like yeah, and like you know, a Vegas residency. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to travel. Yeah, that would be honest. And honest to God, that would be like maybe not Vegas, but some place where it was like that's where I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not like that's where it's, you know what I mean. That and like broadcast this, uh, a show from there like I would even go so far as to say okay let's put up a radio station in there and have other bands and make a whole thing out of it and yeah. I don't know uh, cool but yeah hey, see what happens <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple million dollars <laughs> I have is it leading uh, up to some kind of big check <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> drop the balloons Dave yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's about I it. Think we're good. Yeah. yeah, we hit all the main points. I would, cool. I'm glad you touched on the vocal part too, because I was curious about that. Those, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, cool. The vocals. Yeah. Thanks, Any yeah. other uh, thing you want to say on the air? Um. Well, I guess. Uh, or things right, you, you want to promote? You yeah. Plug uh, yeah. For early... There's so this new record. Um. It's again. I say new, but I've been working on it for like you know eight years. Been writing some of the songs for ten. But, um, and I put it out on Facebook, but it wasn't mixed. I just wanted to get out of my head. It was going crazy. Um, but I've realized I made a couple of mistakes, uh, big mistakes on, like on a mastering level, on a mixing level. 
So now it sounds like really much fuller and lighter. But anyway, so I'm kind of like officially putting it out there. I'll be putting it on Facebook. It's called Ultrafana. Not Transmission 2? Not Transmission 2. <laughs> no, we're not going to do a number two. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one's called... No, I, I made my dumb joke and I forget what it's really called, but it's actually called... <laughs> it's called Ultrafauna. Ultrafauna. Okay, Which cool. is like a play on megafauna, which is like large animals. Ultrafauna is like beyond animal. <laughs> so it's kind of like a weird... You know. okay. uh, there's a whole story behind it and... I'm not going to do a storytelling session right now because <laughs> we'll be here for another hour. By the record, and you'll um, yeah, I, the story. And, and exactly that's kind of a um, so that's uh, I'll be putting out. I have the fourthworldradio.com. I have that. I haven't updated it for a little while. Fourth um, spelled out F O U F O. Yes, uh, correct. And uh, but what I try to do on that website, and you can see this on uh, for the previous album, Transmission One, was that I'll kind of write about my. Um, both the writing process and like the, the ideas and the themes um, and the stories somewhat that are behind the songs kind of do one for each song. Awesome. Cool. So, and then I have the lyrics of course, cause everybody's like, you know, you don't put your lyrics up as much <laughs> in the, in the music and you got to speak a little bit clearly. And I'm like, you know what? No, I like vocals <laughs> are part of the music. So I don't, I'm not into the putting it out front. So, I want to try to get people to read the lyrics, go to the website, read the lyrics. But sure. so this new record, Ultrafauna, will become. I'll be putting it. It'll be dropping, <laughs> um, with big quotes in the finger quotes in the air, uh, pretty soon, cool. like a month or so. <laughs> yeah. Do you think well, when this is going to be as this, of May or yeah, I'm going right to before May. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm aiming for that. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we'll awesome. put the links up. Yeah, we'll put all your links oh, up. Cool. We'll awesome. have a preview yeah. track. On here. So. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah totally. You're welcome. Thanks again for joining us. This was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, that's know, exactly It the is right. the spirit of the medium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for listening. To hear more of Jeff's music, check out fourthworldradio.com or click the other links in the show notes. His music's available on Spotify and iTunes and all the other streaming services. And as always, if you like our show, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues if you think they might be into what we do. If you have questions or comments or would like to submit a prompt for us to improvise off of, please send us an email at seananddavemakemusic at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash seananddavemakemusic. And we've also just gotten uh, an Instagram recently. I've just been kind of doing a retrospective of the, the old shows that we've done. I haven't really posted too much new stuff yet, but we'll get there. Uh, Sean and Dave make music on Instagram as well. And uh, don't forget, if you want to hear the flute choir version of Game of Thrones, share this episode and tag us or write us a review and email us. And uh, I'll send that right to you. Thanks again for listening. See you next month. Mm -hmm.